Mic check. Are we live? We live. All right, we're back. It's the 94.5 podcast with your boy, Stevie B, a.k.a. I don't know. A.K.A. the Black Corey Matthews. That's what I am today. That's horrible that you didn't know what your nickname was, even though you were giving it to yourself. But Hey, I'm thinking it's on, it's on the fly. It's on the fly. There we go. Okay. And here's your boy, Chris, Mr. Still Your Girl Rob, a.k.a. Brooklyn's own Sage of the Six Paths. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, what, tell them the topic today. What are we talking about? Uh, we are discussing the top 15 NBA point guards of all time. Where Steph Curry ranks on this list, and in my personal opinion, why Steph Curry is better than Klay Thompson. Debatable. Um, I mean, that's what we're here to talk about. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're going to do. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, let's get right into top 15 point guards all of right, all time. So, did you want to do bottom five, bottom five? Oh, you want to start bottom five? Well, yeah. And then build ourselves up to our top five overall. All right. All right. You go ahead. What's your, who's your bottom five? All right. So the bottom five basically go like this. I got my man Bob Cousy. I got Kevin Johnson. I got Walt Fraser, Tim Hardaway, and my man Tony Parker. Mr. I will smash my teammates, girlfriends, and wives. And act like it's not my fault. Well, well no. He didn't smash. He didn't smash. You're talking about um, Brent Barry. Brent he Barry. Didn't, he, he didn't smash. What was he doing? He didn't. He didn't smash. What was he doing? That's the funny thing. No, it's it's been proven. I read the whole article. So we're going off the path, but it's funny to me. What they actually got? They never actually physically met. Him and Brent Barry's wife were only having phone sex. Confirmed by both of them. They never met. And and they actually like there's like recordings of it. So they actually heard this. They that's what they were doing. They were literally having a phone sex relationship. That's the lamest shit I've ever heard. Well, you he's know, technically, he moves further down. <laughs> he's number 13th on the list. Like, there's no hotel meetups. There's no none of that. They actually were having a phone sex relationship. That wasn't even during the time when FaceTime was a thing. So you was just listening to panting on the phone. Like, that's pretty that's much trash. He's French. Oh, wee wee. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour. You got it. Outside of Tony Parker's shitty infidelity, do you have any problems with anything I have there? Uh, no. I don't think, I mean. Well, what are yours? So, I switched one out. My new bottom five is at 15, I have Russell Westbrook. That's going to be controversial. What? Yeah. Okay. After the talk we had. Then Jerry West. Bob Cousy. He's a, you consider him a point? I consider him a guard. Uh, two. I mean, he played both. I always consider I always consider him the fourth greatest shooting guard of all time. I never considered him a point guard, but okay. Uh, he can go either way. So Westbrook, Jerry West, Bob Cousy, Allen Iverson, Mark Jackson. Woo! You got AI that low. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Well, we know how I feel about guards who don't pass. I mean, we could say that about a lot, but I mean, we were having this conversation earlier. Allen Iverson's contributions to the league, the fact that Jordan had the rules changed because he got crossed up. <laughs> this I, is fact. This I mean, fact. he did he did bring the crossover to the forefront. I mean, it was already there, but he made it became it became a, a cultural more thing and more of a mainstay. Yeah, 
like everybody added it to the game. Yeah. I mean, even Kobe wants Allen Iverson to learn a crossover. That's actually a true thing. I mean, we all know that Kobe is the greatest hard worker of all time. So it would make sense that he would do something like that. It's between him, Mike, and Larry. It's debatable. No, I would actually, I, I would probably put Kobe Bryant because of his talent level is far less than Larry Bird and Michael Jordan, in my opinion. And the fact that he got to where he had his to get. His talent level is less than Larry Bird. And and uh, Michael Jordan. Less than Larry, like natural yeah. God-given talent? Talent for basketball? Yeah, I would go there. I don't know about that. I figured he's the... I would wholeheartedly say that he's the hardest working player that's ever played in the league. I mean, that really can't be proven, but... I mean, the stories that you hear about him where he's up at 3 o'clock in the morning, he's already working out, guys go back to sleep, he's still at the gym. The stories that you hear about Larry with those bad knees running up and down the steps of Boston Garden with all those cement steps... Which is and he's far less athletically inclined than Kobe or Mike. It's a, it's a different. It was a different league back then. It was a different league. He's still far less athletically inclined. I'm just saying it's a different league. You didn't have to be nearly as athletic back then. He played against Michael Jordan, so and Clyde Drexler and Charles Barkley towards the tail end of his career. And Daryl Dawkins. Okay. And those are all Uber athletes. So. I'm just saying. Dominic Wilkins, that's not telling his career. I'm just saying Kobe Bryant's the hardest working athlete of all time. That's opinion, and you have no scientific or mathematical. Based to prove that. Neither do you. But continue <laughs> with the list. <laughs> so, who are your next group of five? Alright, so I have Alan Iverson, Oscar Robertson, Gary Payton, Steve Nash, and Jason Kidd. That was ten going through six. So Jason Kidd is sixth. Uh, Jason Kidd just... Barely, barely, barely just missed out on the top five. It was a weird dynamic between him and Stockton. Mind you, Jason Kidd is second all-time assist and steals, and Stockton is first all-time assist and steals. As I said, as I said before, I'll throw it out there. I mean, you can throw it out there. <laughs> Keep these facts up. Okay, we got it. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason Kidd just missed out on there. Um, I like Steve Nash, uh, although I do think that his MVPs were kind of handed to him because it was more of a gimmick and the fact that the league had decided at that time. I want to say it was a gimmick. It. I would say that Kobe's court a, case. Right. I was, I was just getting to that. Oh. He was more of a gimmick in terms of the way how the league was propping him up as they were sold by the image of this white guy doing all these different things, which is what happens, which is the Kevin Love effect, which is, oh, a white guy's playing really, really well in the league. He I, has to be the next great white hope I, I in would, these things. I, I would say that. I would say No that. different from Porzingis or Luca. They're given this great next air to it. I only disagree with the Steve Nash thing because one can make the argument that a lot of what they did in Phoenix was the beginning of what we see now in the league with more. Oh, no, they shot a lot of threes. No, I, that's the reason why he's at seven on my list. I'm offense. just saying he probably would have been maybe eight or nine if it wasn't for those MVPs, mm. in which I would have put Gary Payton above him. But because of the fact that he's the forefront, the seven seconds or less... Spacing the floor, you want a guy, a great shooting. I think I think it's just a word image. Players. When you say gimmick, it kind of makes it seem feel... like that playing style was a gimmick. Someone no, might interpret not it. Necessarily... Not saying that's what you mean, but okay. somebody listening might interpret I'm that just, way. I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of, oh, we've got this white guard who's running this offense, who's basically blowing people out left and right, 
and we're going like he's the most valuable player back when Shaq was putting up amazing numbers and Kobe, but because of league perception, you couldn't give it to Kobe. And in that year, I do rightfully believe Shaq earned. Super sidebar for everybody. One time at work, Chris was called a white supremacist. Just want to put that out there while we're having this discussion. I didn't feel like that was necessary. <laughs> it seems kind of weird that I'm arguing down Chris, Steve Nash yet. I, I, I know. I just want to put that out there because I find that funny. And I find it very ironic. Yeah, thing. we're not going to get into that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Pardon the l- no, you know, no, I don't pardon the language. I actually mean it. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, I I had a hard time figuring out where I wanted to put Oscar Robertson on this list. The Big O is definitely amazing. I have, um, I have my his, five. His career stats speak for themselves. Mm. I also Let's talk do, about it. I also do argue the state of the league at the time. It's weird. It's weird because I've never, I haven't had the privilege, and for full disclaimer, the reason why my list is this way is because for the most part, I've all the players that I'm talking about are players that I've actually seen play. It's very difficult to talk about players that you haven't seen play, and you're just hearing certain things about them or just watching highlight clips and Th- stuff. Those are super facts. That's why Koozie and Jerry West are so low on my list because obviously we're both born in the 80s. We didn't see them play. Right. Obviously. Right. <laughs> so. And I put Walt Frazier on there just because we are in New York. You know, Knicks need some love some way. I mean, he's also a great and point guard. And he's also one of the greatest point guards of all time. I believe yeah. when I was doing my research online, he routinely made top 20 lists yeah. across the board with his stats and everything else like that. So that was there too. Um, the the only person that I figured could have moved up my top five is probably Gary Payton, just because of his defensive chops and everything else like that that he was doing. Yeah, he never got as high as Jason Kidd in terms of all time assists. I mean, all time steals. But as he also whoa, played whoa, a shorter whoa. career, he's third all time steal, so he's right behind Jason Kidd. What did I say? <laughs> he's right behind him. Who passed him? <laughs> I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah. So Gary Payton is the only is the question mark out of that five, but I think I'm fine with that one. What about you? So my next five would be Steve Nash, Gary Payton, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, and the Big O. Uh, we don't want any pregnant pauses here, but <laughs> seems to be a little problem with that list. But don't worry, when we get to our top five, we can we can definitely debate that. Uh, I think. That you have two players in your top five that are too low. Think uh, Chris Paul and uh, Steph Curry, unless they ask this is on it that their careers aren't done, so that's where they are for now. Mm. But they still have a couple years left. Uh, Chris Paul obviously less than that one because he's definitely moving towards the tail end of his career. Um, okay. Mm, let's see. You want to give your top five or you want me to give my top five? Actually, my list is off. Okay. My list is off. Remember, this is live, people. Yeah, my list is off. So, because this is only 14. This is not 15 on my list. Ooh, who is the person that you should have added to your list? I guess I just keep Nate Archbold. Okay. 
So that means he moves down, which means that Big O's in your top five? Yes. Okay, so what is your top five then? So my top five is Oscar Robertson, Jason Kidd, John Stockton, Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson. Okay. All right. Well. Curry is six. He's right out of the top five. Which, because of where I placed him, it's more of a question and debate about what we're going to go into next. But my How top five How do you value stats is... and defense? Because that, that's really the debate. Well, I mean, it's also impact, but... Well, that's why he's six on my list. You got Stockton. Uh, I have Stockton, Chris Paul, Isaiah Thomas, Steph Curry, and Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard to ever play the game. I put Steph at second, Isaiah at third, more or less because... Once again, I am younger than my boy Steve. <laughs> so I didn't have the benefit of truly watching him. And if I did, I am too young to actually remember mm. how great of a player he actually was. I was born in 88. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that one-year-old Chris has all these fond memories of Isaiah Thomas playing. Like, no, I don't. I don't I don't have any memories of this. Well, you also don't have any memories of Magic Johnson playing either. You no, still got ranked number one. I did, I did see some Dream Team out over there. By, by the way, we all know Isaiah Thomas did not make the Dream Team because yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah. But, you know. And guess what? That's another story. He's not on that team. That's another story. He's not on that team. It's <laughs> another story. That, that That's his fault. Is it his fault or is it Mike's fault? She said sorry. She went like, yo, man, let me on the team. Apologize for competing? Yeah. Nah. When you know you got somebody as petty as Michael Jordan? Nah. Yeah. Or you not. know what? Or you know what? Guess what? Catch him in the parking lot. Catch me outside. That's how not, about that's that? That's not how they do it in the D. Someone should have told Mike, it's cold in the D. It's <laughs> <laughs> cold. He means Detroit. <laughs> I think they know that. I'm just saying. You can talk about it's cold in the D. I don't... Just saying. They there better, are ladies listening. They better know that. I hope so. <laughs> they better know that. 313. 313. <laughs> uh, no Cranbrook. That's, uh, okay. So how do you feel about your top 15 list? Um, it, it's uh, just space for movement. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I lean real heavy on stats. Because, I mean. I'm also we... biased, you know. I, and I've said it again, and I'll say it again and again and again. We know how much I like two-way players, Did we, so that always will shape my uh, that always will shape my list. The question that I have for you is: Did we fully are we looking at the term point guard correctly, or are we just looking at it as players that play the one? Because like if we look at it from the standpoint as to what the specific role is, the guy that initiates the offense brings the ball up the court. I think we have the focal point behind sets. There's a lot more players that you could include on this list that don't traditionally play the one, but they're considered the point guard. Well, of course, you could put LeBron on the list. You could put LeBron, you could put Penny, you could have put T-Mac. Well, Penny did play the one the whole time. He started at point guard. Okay. He wasn't point guard height, but he started the point guard. I just wouldn't put Penny in or T-Mac in because, even though T-Mac was two guard, but I wouldn't put them in. Just because statistically, like, but the careers were cut short. But all. there's also a question that you have to ask yourself. It's just like, okay, statistics are one thing, but your impact, your, your impact on the game sometimes is more important to me than longevity. 
like longevity means that you were just able to stay healthy and your body just worked with you but that's a random gamble no different than height I wouldn't, or muscle density or I, the I amount of say, quick I, titch I, I fiber would, that you have I would like, say sometimes it's random but the fact that people do take time to take care of their body better than others right like Derrick Rose is one of my all time favorite players and he admitted himself that he did not work out and stretch properly he would just go out and play I also and think so that, that also has something to do with him having that's ridiculous, but okay. I'm I mean, there's a, there's a I'm, curse with them. I'm going to let you make a fool of yourself. I mean, there but is okay. a curse with them. So a brand of sneakers is the cause for... Because it's just not as good as the other guys. That's not true. And again, you have no scientific basis to prove that. Okay. And you're far too smart to, to say things like this, but I'm, okay. I'm definitely going out there. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> we're, go. doing, we're doing conspiracy theories. Jeffrey Epstein style. Well, my thing is, first of, all, <laughs> first, first, of all, first of all, it's not a conspiracy. We all know the Clintons did that. That's not a conspiracy. Uh, that man, that man, look, his lawyer just came out and was just like, hey, <laughs> this wasn't a suicide. Um, I think we all know that. I mean, the fact that you found a painting of Bill Clinton in your in his house wearing a dress and some red pumps tells you a lot about it when you're just like, oh, yeah, Bill Clinton needs to come on stage and endorse these candidates. Okay. But we're going off the hinges right now. We're, we're way off the rails. That's <laughs> we're total, off the rails. It's a totally different podcast. Let's, we're at a totally different time. We, we, we threw the line out there. We're going to reel this back in. Like, reel like, back like in. Big Bash. Let's just reel this back in. Okay. <laughs> let's reel it, let's reel it in. We'll reel it back in. Okay, so we're asking about my list. I mean, there are changes that could be made. The fact that you have Russell Westbrook on there is one of those cases where stats kind of overpower who the player is. Uh, listen, it's... I've our, never viewed Russell Westbrook as a very good point guard. I've viewed him as a guy that can get... A, he's a good stats, bad team kind of player out over there. Well, he is now, but he did play on a team that did go to the NBA Finals. And he did yeah. play on a team that was competitive yeah, every single year. Yeah, he had the second greatest player in the league in there. And first of all, first of all, first of all, debatable. Okay. Healthy Kawhi is better than Kevin Durant. But that's there for was, another podcast. There was a time in which Kevin Durant was clear-cut the second greatest player in the league. That was before Kawhi had that huge explosion and got up there. But I would contest that for disagree. a long time, I'm gonna disagree. Kevin Durant was... I, I'm, I'm going to disagree because I wouldn't put Kevin Durant's third best player in the league. But that's just me. When it, what year are we talking about? Are we talking about last year, the year before that, or like are we talking about what was it? This is almost three years ago when LeBron won the finals. I would I would have chosen. Is that three? Is that three years ago? I believe so. But at that point, I would have I still would have taken Anthony Davis over Kevin Durant. Ooh, no. For I, me personally, I would have put AD as third. Uh, I would have picked them, but my my thing is is that hey, you're splitting hairs though. Yeah, when we start talking about LeBron and Durant and Kawhi and Anthony Davis, what it's really about is what type of player. Yes, that's not a question. But it's really about what type of player you like and how you want to run your offense or defense. So when when you talk about that type of greatness, it's all about like how do you want to run the system? Yeah, really. So that's like it's not really a debate because they're actually all Hall of Fame talent. So it's. it's it's just inter- it's just interesting, but I will say is like yeah he got there. They were the young guys. They 
I forgot who they played in the Western Conference Finals that year. I believe it was the Spurs or something. Yeah, they ran the Spurs out the building. Yeah, they were just younger, more athletic, and they, they wanted it more. Yeah. They it was an older Spurs team, and they just weren't prepared for the level of athleticism that you were getting from out of there. Yeah. And look, you went there, but I always felt that after Harden left, it's always been KD's there. Russ is quote unquote the alpha, which says a little bit more about KD's personality. But at the same point, it's just, just like... He's just a more laid-back guy. He's a Virgo, like myself. Yeah. Okay. So, you know. All I'm saying is that you're up, what, 3-1 to the Warriors? Without Steph? And you let that happen? <sighs> like, we talk about that Dame Lillard shot. Like, <sighs> like look at that. Clay in Game 6 did what? Ooh. This is a slight segue going in there, but still. Anyway, we'll touch on that topic later on. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. It's just like I just never viewed Russell Westbrook as the reason why they were winning more than it was KD. Like I, f- I still feel that that team would have been far better if they had just made the move for Harden instead of instead of uh, Westbrook. Well, hindsight is twenty twenty. We didn't know how good Harden no, was. No, I, I actually was saying that before. They even did the whole move. I liked Harden's game a lot better than I liked Westbrook's game. I'm going to be honest. At the time, I really wasn't focused on them in their younger days. Like, I knew they were talented, but I, I, didn't, I didn't really see them even making it back to the finals. I love I that. thought that they shocked the Spurs more than anything. My boy. And they didn't make it back to the finals. My so. boy decided to become a fan of that team the year before because he found out that they had only won, like, 15 games. And we were sitting in Home Depot. The Home Depot break room, and he's drinking a Snapple, and he's eating an eight-piece of chicken. Mind you, just chicken. And he's drinking a Snapple, and he's like, yeah, man, that team right there, the Thunder, that's going to be my team. And then all of a sudden, he starts drinking a Snapple. He's like, 15? And, like, some (laughs) juice started coming out of his nose and stuff like that. He was like, okay, I'm going to root for them from now on. So then I started following them more and more. Mm Mm-hmm. I did feel that maybe the Bulls, hindsight 2020, probably would have been better off taking Westbrook than Rose, considering everything that happened. Well, although you talk, although Rose was the clear cut, there was no question about that. He, sh- he should have gone number one. You never but, know who's going to get injured. So Yeah. But we're, we're, we're way off the list again. No, not yet. Because I'm talking about your addition with Westbrook being on there. I don't, I don't see him being top 15. I think when his, his stats when, are always going to look better than the course of his, than what you'll, like 15, 20 years from now, when he's long retired and people have actually never seen him play or anything else like that. They're going to go to the stats. They're going to go to the stats and they're going to be like, oh shit, he should be much higher up on the list. But then when you talk to people that actually watched him play, you're going to be like, no, 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 I'm no, not going to no, say no. that. He has a lot of fans and in the media too so I'm not going he has a lot of I don't, fans I don't see I don't I just don't see where like you talk about I, I would say there's a lot of people who like that relentless Kobe style really like Westbrook his numbers it's the same group of people I, and, and Kobe's numbers don't measure up to LeBron's and Mike's right but there are people who would argue Kobe and Westbrook will have numbers and even though and that's why I put him in my 15 I put him in my 15 to put him it's to be fair he's an MVP He's been in the playoffs like every single Did year. Did he truly deserve that MVP, or was that the statistical case that got him that? 
This, no, I mean, let's let's be honest. I think Harden had the better year that year, and he basically missed out on being MVP by like almost two rebounds a game. But he was averaging almost like I think like thirteen or fourteen assists that year, with averaging close to thirty points as the guy for that team. There's no reason why when you look at that season you should go like Westbrook did it when we all know that his rebounding stat is the most padded stat in NBA because the big man won't even box out to get the rebound. He clears out so Russ could come from wherever he is on the court in order to get it. There were reports that he was paying guys not to get rebounds. Listen, we're in an analytically driven era and numbers are always going to be there. Numbers are the only thing that we have that's not opinion based, and so as long as that, it just is what it is. That's not that's not true. The famous words of Michael Smith: "Numbers never lie, but they do not tell the whole story." That is true, but they don't lie. And if you're not there for the story, all you have is the numbers. So that's what I'm saying. Like him being top fifteen. Look, when we finally go up, blow up yeah, big, right, and talk- we're known as the sportscasters 20 years from now, and we're talking basketball, I don't want someone to come back to episode three and go like, well, Steve had Russell Westbrook in his top 15. Yeah, and there are going to be people who be like, Steve had Westbrook in his top 15, and Westbrook's career stats support that in the way Westbrook played. He doesn't make, listen, he's not my favorite point guard. He's not one of my favorite point guards. But the way he plays the game, people love it. He's relentless. He always wants to win. He plays with heart. That's a part of the eye test. That's a part of the thing that people will remember. Does he always want to win because he always winner, wants to He always wants to no, win. No, but a winner would recognize the deficiencies in their game and then guess what? You're not taking those bullshit dumbass threes Here's that you're the thing. taking. If you've, which only, completely... if you've only been playing one way your entire career, it's hard to change. And that's any athlete in any sport. It's difficult to change. But he wasn't always and what is he now, 30? But he wasn't always a scorer, though. Like, even for you, even for UCLA, he wasn't a primary scorer. He wasn't a primary like, scorer only because Kevin Love was seen as the better player, but he was always a slasher to take the ball to the basket. Wasn't there always Dar- it, but Darren Collison was on that team, too, right? Yeah, but he was a primary ball handler and distributor. Right. That's the thing. Westbrook was a second option for scoring. Give him the ball and he goes to the basket. That's the thing. He's always been a tenacious scorer. The problem is no one knew what he was going to be. But he's always attacked the basket with ferocity. That's just the what it is. That's how I'm he plays. Is, is that that's fine. I he get plays it. 100 miles an hour. He's one of the guys that can legitimately, if he's... Brooklyn. Yeah. Well, sound like somebody hurt. Whatever. Anyway, what I'm saying is just that for me, a desire to win is also saying, hey, maybe I shouldn't be doing this because it hurts my team. If you don't know any other way to do it. Stop taking fucking three-pointers. You're bad at them. You're really, really bad at them. You're almost as bad as Kobe was who took that much threes and shot like 29%. You were bad at taking threes. Stop taking them. Just just stop. You know what? Do the unanalytical thing. Go five feet more in and take the long two. Just just stop taking threes. Well, people are upset they take the long two. That's the thing. Like He was taking the long two and missing that, and people were just like, well, if you're going to miss the long two, you might as well shoot the three. So he no. shoots the three more. No, do, do a D-Wade. Just go to the basket every time. What do you have to lose? Like, <laughs> like, listen, you I got know him. You're gonna get the superstar call. Listen, this time. I got him at 15. He won MVP. Uh, he averaged triple double two seasons in a row. 
he's already, I think, top 30 in scoring. And I think he's like 27 or something all time already or some insane thing like that. So when his career is done, it's just the numbers are going to be there. I just think that that's one of those situations where the numbers are there, but it doesn't really hold to snuff. But all right. My thing is, is that I think Listen, you also still have... My number three is John Stockton, right? Mm-hmm. And I got him in my top five. How about this? Out of the top six, he's the only one who doesn't have a ring. And there are people who are going to be like, he never got it done. I, and let's make this very, very clear. And he lost two times to the same That team. in, one of them was a clear push-off. We all saw that foul. That was clearly a push-off. Yeah, it was a clear push-off. Yeah. It's clearly a foul. Shouldn't have counted. Whatever. But he's Michael Jordan, so. You know what? <laughs> Michael Jordan can say whatever he want. He didn't have to play the dream in the finals. He, he'd have had them L's. <laughs> he'd have had them L's and he retired. He was like, oh, no. I love the game of basketball so much. I can retire. I'm the greatest competitor to ever play. I give... Fuck you, Skip Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> He's on, a winner. He's a game changer. It's like, shut up. He retired twice. Come on now, Skip. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Oh, I never questioned Michael Jordan's heart. And then guess what happens to him? All of a sudden, there's reports coming up of him questioning Michael Jordan's Shut your ass up. Anywho. John Stockton's a weird case. Because... All times are an assistant steals. Right. But... It's the weird case that I also make with uh, with Kobe Bryant, and I ask, if you take off five years of, from their career, let's just say the last five years off of their career, does it change how you think about them as a player? No, because even if you took off five years of John Stockton's career, he's still probably like a top ten all-time assist. He, he was going to be top ten all-time assist. No, 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 no. It's, 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 another, it, it's to a larger point. I have him I at think, number five. I think it's I different. I think it's different with Kobe because if you take off the last five years, doesn't he not have one of his rings? No, he has his rings. When's the last time? What's the last year they won a ring with the Lakers? I think it was 09? Oh, that was that was oh nine or was it ten? I don't think it was, it was ten because I believe it was the year before the Mavericks won. Okay. Right. So right. he yeah. still had it. My okay. thing with Kobe, the same way how I say with Stockton. He's top five because of what he did, but I also feel that it, at one point in his career, he was more of a compiler, more than, and it, like he compiled his stats over time. Where if you where like if you're trying to parse, okay, if they're all in their prime, and let's say their prime is a four to five year window, mm-hmm. who are the best point guards out over there? in terms of what they're doing. And it's probably an argument that I should have had that should have put AI higher up on the list. For the course of their prime, in terms of what they were good at doing from out of that position, you don't think AI could have cracked your top 10? No. Okay. <laughs> no. No, I'm just... Okay, I can't, I can't argue with that if you don't view it the same way. But it's one of the reasons why I put Steph up there because I'm saying... There's a four to five window in which Steph Curry was arguably the second most, I don't want to say dominant, but I want to say the most game prepped for athlete Yeah. in the league. It's True. LeBron and then it was him and there was about a good five year window in which you could say that, look man, he 
was special in a way that you don't see special all the time. That's true. But my thing with Stockton being my third is not just the stats. It's part of it comes from something I saw. They did an interview with Gary Payton, who's also one of my all-time favorite players. Mm-hmm. And he was like, the thing about John Stockton is when he played and you had to play against him, you had to work extra hard because he just did everything right. And there's something to be said for level of consistency and longevity. So John Stockton at his peak did everything right every game. When he passed the ball, he didn't just pass the ball and stand there. He set picks. He set screens as like a guard under six feet. He did everything correct. He's a leader. The whole time he was there, Utah was always in contention. They just played a lot of really other great teams. Like, they lost to the Rockets. It's the reason why I tell you they should take the rings debate and necessarily throw them out. Because I, I don't believe that I should agree, qualify. I agree with that, you. That shouldn't qualify a player. I agree with you, but the reality is that, you know, we service a larger public and a larger public feels that rings matter. I, I think that's a foolhardy argument. Just I like I'm biased. Obviously, I lean heavy on stats. That's just, that's just me. Everybody, Some people lean more heavy on the eye test. I would say I'm 50-50 eye test analytics, but if we're going to make these lists, I just I just hand more, more, even on stuff that I've seen. Personally speaking, I like the eye test a little bit more. Like, personally, you won't like get my, the same level of stats like, from the person, but the eye test will tell you more. Like, I try to be objective. Alan Iverson is this low because I'm trying to be objective. I had Iverson sneakers. He's one of my favorite players of all time. Yeah, that was actually so the my, first real pair of basketball sneakers that I had was so, AIs. So, personally, if it was like a more personal list, I would put him higher. But it's just that, you know, we both did research, and statistically, he's just not there. And plus, he didn't win a ring. So I try to encompass, you know, the numbers along with what I like, along with what other people may feel. I try to get different perspectives, and it's just like, well, he didn't win a ring. He's not top in assists. He's 13th all-time in steals, so he's a great defender. I think he won Defensive Player of the Year one year. He definitely led the league in steals one year. I'm not sure he won Defensive Player of the AI. Maybe he was close. I'm gonna look that one up. I'm he may sure he may not one. have, but I know he was close at least one year. Okay. He doesn't let the league in steals maybe once or twice. I think you find that with most great point guards that at one point or another they win they lead the league in steals for regardless of what you want to call it or anything else like that. The thing, the reason why I like the eye test so more is because it somewhat validates my case with Steph Curry, which is the reason why I put him in my top five. It's obviously a slightly more fluid list. But I think for everything that Curry's done, I put how him, he's revolutionized the game, how he's almost the epitome. I put him of, right outside of the top five, as like we spoke about before. Eventually, his numbers will get him into the top five. Right. So I, for I'm me, making my list as I of right now, not projected. Like I look at it also longevity. I also look at it as we're in the middle of whatever his prime is, because his prime is probably going to last for another year or two, barring health. Maybe three. Yeah, and then what you have is then you have the swan song of his career, which is because he's such a great shooter, because he could do all these different things, he's always going to find a place in the league until he's no longer able to do it, a la like a Ray Allen. Where you, Ray think gonna, you think he's going to retire a warrior? That's really the big question. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. he's the, It's been far too long, and I think depending on how it goes... Yeah, I think I, I could see him retiring. Actually, I could see him. Reti- he's ten seasons in. I could literally see him retiring after like fifteen. Like he does whatever, how many years left on this one, and then he signs the old man contract, which is like three years. Let's go like ninety million dollars, 
and you play it out like that and you just let him play out the last couple years and then by that point his legs hurt too much he just doesn't have it as much you know like cause I could see him like you know maybe ending up playing for the Hornets like his father did He's always done the sneakers with the Hornets colors. I can see him. Like, I know, but it's I can see I can see him stretching seventeen seasons, eighteen seasons, and just coming off the bench him, with the Hornets. I don't see him necessarily leaving Golden State, where he's he is the Warriors. He he's, is the Warriors. But he is the greatest player for them to ever play, and I don't see a circumstance in which the Warriors don't honor that. And well, it might not be the Warriors not honoring it. It just might be the fact that he wants to continue to play, and somebody. You know, there's always certain players who I believe it's going to be a Dirk situation where you've played and you've meant so much for the organization. We're going to keep you on for as long as you want to be here, but we only want you here. And then at a certain point, if he's not gone by like year 15, 16, it just makes sense for him to play out whatever rest of his career is with the Warriors. I could just a, see because of I Silicon see, Valley. I, I could just see B, a team like they're the, just gonna keep paying. Him. I could just see a team like the Hornets overpaying for him to finish his career there just because they're so fucking bad. I don't personally and they'll over and they'll overpay him. I know, just but <laughs> I know, but it's like the money that you can make off the court in Silicon Valley is is so much more than you'll make. Yeah, but that's the thing in Silicon Valley, you can make that money anywhere. Not. Not always, because sometimes it's about the connections and the fact that you are. I, I'm pretty there. sure. I'm pretty sure he's already I, well connected. I just connected. don't see him. I personally just don't see him leaving there under any circumstance because it just doesn't. I don't. I don't. Especially unless the Warriors aren't willing to pay him for some reason. I then didn't. sure. I, I didn't. I didn't see Mike ever playing for the Wizards, but here we are. He retired, and then he look, man. The man is confused. Comes back. He retires comes back, he plays some more, he retires again, and he's like, well, I want to come back again. No, get well, out of here. Well, he's not confused. He got used, but you know about that, right? Used for what? Oh, so... Gary yeah. Foreman and those guys out over there? Uh, no, no one... Uh, people don't want to talk about it. The fact that the matter is, the reason why he came back to the Wizards because it was be under-the-table deal. He's supposed to come back, play for the Wizards, and they're going to give him, I think, some ownership in the team, and they just didn't do it. Because they never actually did it officially. It was under the table. That's why he came back. He didn't come back to see some super competitor he wanted to play. He came back because he thought that he would get a piece of the Wizards, and he didn't. He got shitted on. Poor guy. <laughs> That's your goat? No. <laughs> Somebody's goat. You think LeBron James is taking that deal under the table? Nah, dog. I need that in writing. First of all, LeBron James is making the table, setting the table, bringing chairs to the table. Writing a contract up. I'm actually excited to see when he becomes an owner. And, and Rich Paul is probably standing over the back of you with a gun in the back of your head. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another conversation. Wouldn't let me in the NCAA, bitch? Huh? <laughs> Alright, so that's actually the reason why I have Steph that high up there. It's a hard case argument to say that Steph will be ever considered the greatest point guard ever. Because of what Magic Johnson meant to the league and everything else like that. How just, how how about this? I got Steph as low as six on my list. But if I have he wins two. if he wins another ring without without K D, I, I I might put him at one or two. Okay. So for right now, if we were gonna if we were gonna split hairs between them, because I have him at two, you have him at six. Is it appropriate to put him at four if we're gonna split hairs like that? Where I'm willing to move Isaiah and Stockton up, I'll move Steph and Chris Paul down. So I gotta move big. Oh, big O basically goes to six. And I got Jason Kidd on my list going to five. Yeah, Steph at four. Uh, 
Yeah, I guess we can meet in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Only and, and I guess it makes sense, even though Jason Kidd is better statistically. Steph do got more rings than him, so. And the one thing is, I always feel like he got screwed out of his first out of the out of the finals MVP one. I don't believe it should have went to Iggy. If anything, I believe the player that should have gotten it was LeBron James. It definitely should have been LeBron James. Yeah. If for some reason, for some reason, you're not giving it to the best player on there, you're giving it to the player on the winning team. He and took he still, took a team with three to four Hall of Famers in six games with Delavadova as a running mate. I mean, you think uh, Iggy? I think is going to the Hall of Famer. You think Iggy's a Hall of Famer? Okay. Because here's the thing: it's like it's basketball. Now, Hall you know of what? Fame. Now yeah. he has now he has the rings. Yeah. So the rings and the fact that he did win that Finals MVP is enough to get him in there. And, okay. and he's also it's just like you know they put certain teams into the Hall of Fame that team is going to be yeah. the Golden State Warriors dynasty team is going to and he's the core of it they're not going to put everybody in it because they got a lot of moving pieces but him he's going he's going he's one of the More cores like Sean Livingston's going to be there as yeah, well yeah he's another core yeah when they bring in oh the Golden State Warriors dynasty core players is going to be Sean Livingston it's going to be those five Iggy Draymond Steph Clay is going to be those guys yeah it's going to be those five and then KD will get announced whenever he gets announced yeah. Whatever it is. On a slight tangent, it, it's it's funny how now KD's coming out and talking about, oh yeah, the Warriors didn't force me to like go out there. I went out there on my own and everything else like that. And I'm just like, it's kind of late, late for that, buddy. Like, well, but you know, that's that's a part of probably, you know, Joe Lacob being the owner and him wanting to maintain those relationships in Silicon Valley. Yeah, I mean... I think that's more for KD more than anything else like that because that guy bought up the is gonna buy up the other shares of uh, the Brooklyn Nets to become majority owner. Uh yeah, the owner of Alibaba. Yeah. Yeah. Which Alibaba's huge. That's an understatement. How is that an understatement? It's an understatement. They're bigger than huge. They're ginormous. That's a real word. They're uber huge. You know what? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> They're uber huge. Okay, <laughs> sure. All right, so I think we're getting up to this point where uh, this is your debate. I mean, I think that, uh, well, we're transitioning we got, into yeah, the second half. Yeah. I mean, I think that I test Clay Thompson just a better player than Steph Curry. I'm sorry, dog. <laughs> <laughs> just not right on this one. <laughs> Steph is two time MVP. First-time unanimous MVP. He's a three-time All-NBA first team, six-time All-NBA. He's a scoring champ. He was a steals leader. He averages more points, rebounds, almost a full, more assists, which is almost seven to two, and that's being liberal, and more steals, which is two to one lifetime. So let's reframe this. If you had to pick one in a draft right now, who would you pick? Steph. Clay. Definitely picking Steph. I'm definitely picking Clay. Okay. Hands down. First of all, his ankles work correctly. Let's start there. He's, he's ACL is torn. Now. Yeah. But when I say yeah. draft, I mean like when they were younger. They were like, what, two, two still, years apart? I still would have taken Steph more than Clay. I think Clay's benefited more offensively by playing with Steph than Steph has benefited more than I, Clay. I, I disagree. I mean, Why? <laughs> I disagree because Clay standing in a corner, it you can't. Steph is not a physical enough guard to handle the double team. Having Clay standing over there in a the corner, even without KD on the team, forces you to play Steph one on one. But you can't. Clay is a six foot seven two way guard, 
If you okay. send a double team at him, he can see over the defenders. It's not just that. Most of the time, all your focus is on Steph. Your your whole goal as an offense is to stop Steph your, from getting your, off. Your focus is on Steph, but you can't do anything about it because who he plays with. And if Steph wasn't there, other two guard that can shoot threes would get opportunities as well. They clearly won't be the same, but we're not saying like, he, hey, if Steph's not there, you play Clay totally different. If Clay's not there, you play Steph totally different. But you can fill in. Average NBA two guard in that spot. You're gonna fill in Clay with an average NBA two guard. You would still have almost the same. You would still technically almost have the same scenario in which, oh, we're gonna go double Steph, and and now I have to pass off to the wing. And that shot's open. In what world can you replace Clay Thompson with an average NBA two guard? In what world? This world. No. Yes. He's far above average. What I'm saying is is that if you replace Steph with generic point guard and play with Clay, the drop off is far worse if you do the inverse and you have Steph I, playing with average I, I, two guard. I disagree because Steph is a below average defender and Clay is a is a high, is above. Okay, and if you had an average defender and an average three point shooter from out of that spot, you still have to play the game focus solely on stopping Steph before you even worry about him the same way that you play it. Right now, where it's more important to stop Steph than it is to Clay. No. Wrong. That's where you're wrong. How is it not more important on the Golden State Warriors to stop Steph over what, Clay? What, what makes Golden State such a threat is that they're both equally dangerous. Clay they're can not, shoot. They're not equally dangerous. Steph is more dangerous offensively. You're insane. They can shoot from the same distance with the same consistency. And Steph has the better numbers. Because he's the leader of the team and he, he has touches the has, ball more. He still has the better numbers. He has the better number because he touches the ball more, which not because that, he's which better. Mean, which means that actually Clay's numbers should be better because he has less touches. There's less time. He's taking less shots. He's just a, his personality is more laid back, but that's nothing to do with it. They run the offense through Steph because he got there first and he became a star first. And if, he's also the better player, and it makes more sense for them to run their he's team. He's not a better player. Him. He's not a better player. He's a two-time league MVP. I don't care. He's still not a better player. He's in your top four for point guards of all time. No, no, no. He's in our combined list top four point guards. He's still top ten. He's number six on my list. Okay. He's not better than Clay. Yes, he is. He's like a like sway subpar defender. It's not subpar. I actually think he's average. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's ever going to be great. But there are far worse defenders in the league than him. Look at Trey Young. Trey Young is subpar. Trey Young is hot garbage. You're comparing Trey Young. Trey Young is like five foot nine it with the wingspan matter. of a You're woman t- who's four eleven. First of all, that's disrespectful. <laughs> it's not my fault. How dare you? That his How dad is short. And he was dad wanted a short woman. This is uh, genetics. Is he almost as tall as you? Who? Trey Young. How tall Hell is he? no. How tall is he? Fam, I'm six foot one. They got Trey Young listed at six feet. Do you believe he's six feet? Oh no, he's probably my height. That's what I'm saying. They list players at a certain height. He is not six feet tall. That means I need to get back in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about it is not only is Trey Young, I mean, I'm obviously a, it's hyperbole, but and not only is he, you know, short, he doesn't even have, like, long arms or long legs or long limbs like you would say Iverson does. He's, like, he's short and proportionately short. 
And Steph Curry is a legitimate six foot three. All I'm saying is, is that there are and far worse defenders in the league than Steph. So to call him subpar to me is a little bit much. I would call him a league average defender. He's a league average defender only because he has Draymond and Clay on his team. And he had Iguodala and Sean Livingston helping how do him play I, defense. How do, I, how do I control who I play with if those are the people you that can, you can't, but you like eye test and you know that they hide Steph on defense every right. damn and, play. And guess what? I still think he's a better defender than Russell Westbrook. But Russell Westbrook is horrible. If the bar yeah, is that Russell low. Russell Westbrook is a subpar defender. I don't believe that so, Steph Curry is one. I believe he's average. I actually think he's a better defender. He's he's less willing to take chances anymore. So he's a smarter defender than Westbrook. And because but he's guess a smarter what? defender, that makes if, you a better if, but, defender. But guess what? If that's the bar, the bar's on the fucking ground. Then guess who cares? <laughs> but guess what? I care. That, I would care mean, about the- that means Westbrook is beneath the ground. Listen, listen. Mr. I take threes all day at the, at the court. Yeah. Some people care about defense. We know you don't because I've seen you play defense. I don't need to play defense. <laughs> yeah, because you're going to hide behind me on defense. Exactly. <laughs> so I got to be Clay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, you let, and you let me cook and we're fun. <laughs> So I'm going to so, get all the accolades, so you're, guess what? So I'm going to hook you up with that bonus check every once so in a while. You're admitting, Thank you for having so my you're back, admitting that, but I would be the better so player. So you're admitting that Clay has talent and he lets Steph cook? Yeah. I just don't believe... I personally don't believe that Clay would be as good without Steph there. This is this is going to be an endless debate because we just don't have the proof. We just don't, we just don't have the proof. I mean, we'll have the proof this year in terms of what Steph does. There's no Clay. Well, there. no, that because Clay's not there. What I'm saying is Clay's never going to leave Golden State, so we're never going to have a time where Clay and Steph are on. That's why when I came in, I was like, I don't have a discussion because I thought about it in my head and I just knew the conversation was going in circles. It, I thought, it is a circle. Well, we're, one. we're never, we're never going to have any actual concrete proof, whichever way you you, you know fall, because unless they're never going to be on separate unless teams. For some, unless for some reason we have a season in which Clay doesn't play, which would be this one. Hold on. And then you have next year, for some reason, let's say Steph gets hurt. And then you have that one. And then you could almost do a breakdown of how the team played, how they did all these other things. You can account for strength of schedule, whether or not that accounted for maybe one or two extra wins. But the likelihood of of that happening is very... Not with the way how Steph's ankles are and everything else like that. Yeah, but we all know the minute... You take one wrong turn, But we all know the minute that Steph starts to hurt, they take him around the game as they should. But I'm just saying, I thought it was a possibility it could happen this season because for a moment, well, before everybody knew KD was going to leave, I thought that... You mean a moment? I thought KD was leaving for the beginning of the year. I didn't see him sticking around. Especially after that Draymond blow up, you get someone calls you a bitch on the sideline. Them fighting words. We got squabble. I thought it was a possibility that Clay might have left, but he stayed. It's cool. I think he. I think the reason why he didn't play the market is because he got injured. I mean, yeah. Now, but I'm saying before. If he, I, if he stayed they, healthy, you think he would have played the market? Yeah, I think he would have, but I think he ultimately would have resigned. There was no. There was no reason for him to leave. They maxed unless, out. They maxed out Draymond. Uh, no, he got a four-year, $100 million extension. Okay. I think he could have made close to like 28 on the open market, but then Draymond did the smart thing and was just like, hey, I know where my bread's being buttered. And if even if you're offering me a little less than what I would have gotten on the open market at 28 mil a year, yeah, 
that's enough that's a, that's enough money that that could be slid under you in different ways throughout the course of the year little or bonuses or whatever come in under this weight or whatever incentives yeah. for not catching texts or something else yeah. like that and, or we start paying your fines and shit like that every yeah. year if you start getting fines for all these different things we'll take care of that right where that can be something discussed on the side for the amount of money that he lost because it's going to total out to 12 million pretty much it, it is a circular debate. I will say that if we're purely looking at statistical, Steph outranks him in terms of everything that he does offensively and where he is on these lists. Now you could say that it's not fair because maybe Clay has never been in the Clay has never been in the featured spot in order to have the ability in order to put up these things. Right. I also think that there's a different level of deficiency in Clay's game than there is to Steph's game where deficiency. I don't I, Clay doesn't have that same level of take you off the dribble cuz he doesn't he's, need to. He I, shoots threes in people's faces. No, what I'm saying is just that even when he's put in a position where he's doing the dribbling it's, I just it's it's not as fluid. It doesn't look nearly the same way. I don't think he's as great as a dribbler. Well, I don't as think Steph he's as great is. as a ball handler, but I think I don't think that's his, what I'm trying to say. His, I don't think he's a great ball handler and I think that also would convert over if he had his own team where you would specifically need someone else. You would be the offensive weapon there. I think basically if Clay was on his own, he would be a slightly better Devin Booker. I was looking at the opposite. A more side. defensive line Devin Booker. But that's but what I'm saying. To me, but to me, that makes you way better because you have to make... Playing defense forces the other guy you're playing to work, which makes it harder for them to defend you. And I, that's the thing. And that's why I'm so big on defense. Yeah. I mean, look. Clay's a great player. I think that he has a lot that he offers. I personally enjoy watching him play. He's a fucking phenomenal player. Clay's going to be one of the top 10 shooting guys of all time when he retires. Yeah. I'll put it out there. Yeah. Actually, if you want to, that could actually be the topic next week. We're going to do top 15 two guards? Yeah. All right. I'm going to say some shit next week. Oh, God. I'm already thinking about it. What are you going to do? Put Kobe at 11? (laughs) No, I would never be that disrespectful. But I will have have some choice words for Kobe in this moment. Because I do believe in a compiling thing. Same thing, like I said, Stockton and stuff like that. I believe that there's a line of where diminishing returns start to happen. But I I I would never say with Stockton, especially at the end of the career. Because... They went to the championship two times towards the end of their career. I mean, then he, he retired like two seasons after they went to the final. So it's like he was really playing his entire career to really win. No, no, no. I, and look, what I'm saying is... I would agree with you with Kobe. I would agree with you with Westbrook. I would even go the same thing with Wade. Jason Kidd. I'd even say Wade. No, Jason... You can't say Jason Kidd because... No, I, I test. If you watch Jason Kidd, especially in Jersey, he did a lot of stat padding as far as... He did a lot of what Westbrook did, honestly. He did, he did a lot of it. I don't know. For some reason, when I look at Jason Kidd, it felt like it translated more to wins than anything else like that. And the problem was is that the Nets were never going to be good enough to beat either the Spurs or the Lakers because they just weren't good enough talent-wise. Well, they just However, never, they then never, they at that point, then else. you had Detroit there, and they supplanted you. And then by the time that they had anything else good there, 
LeBron James had already started on his ascension. Well, also Boston, too. And you had Boston there, and at that point, it was just like, okay, we don't... This team in this thing, it's over, so let's get him out of here. He goes to the Mavs. It takes them, I believe, two seasons, and then all of a sudden, they end up winning for all intents and purposes. He did play a major part. He was there for outside shooting. He did, but when he was in Jersey, there was definitely some stat padding. Yeah, but... Stockton is different. Stockton is a lead guard. I still think that Jason Kidd's stats converted. He's one of those net positive people on the court that converted over. Like, his stats are not bad stats. Stockton's aren't either, though. But that's the difference between, like, him and Westbrook. Like, I feel like Westbrook could get his triple-double and the team still lose. Oh, Like, 15 points. I never felt that if Jason Kidd got a triple-double... The team would well, lose or be like totally be, blown be, because out because of the way they played the game. Though I mean, Jason Kidd's triple doubles a lot of times would be like ten or twelve points, but they'd be like fourteen assists. So that's right. the thing. Where Westbrook is way more of a scoring guard, right? And I always thought that a lot of his assists are easy dump offs to like Stephen Adams, where it's just like, okay, the guy just went up and dunked, and you basically led him to the thing. It's not as impressive as seeing a guy and let's say nutmegging somebody to catch him as he's going along the baseline from the opposite direction. Or just all of Jason Kidd's fast break assists where he's just like zipping the ball down the court before anybody can even notice catching And then the all rebound. of a sudden the ball's there, you get it, and boom, shots going up in and the Kenyon air. Kenyon Martin's like, got an alley-oop, Richard Jefferson's got an alley-oop, Kerry Kittle's got a layup. Yep. Yeah. So. Imagine if Kobe was on that team. He should have. Uh, I don't know. He might have been a different player, I guess, playing with Jason Kidd. Would have been a far better player. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know. You need somebody in his face. Someone that's not going to give you the ball all the time, especially if you're not on. You have to, it forces you to be more efficient in your jump shots. But Well, it's almost time for us to wrap up. That's true. So, next week, top 15 shooting guards. This is, um, you know, our list as we, you know, close in on the beginning of the season. Should, I think we should do this going all the way up to... Uh, Regular season. Yeah, and we'll also start throwing in some other topics as other news come in. I think we could talk a little bit about USA basketball next week. All right. And also, we won't have I won't have that Knicks versus Nets conversation. It's uh, more of a fleshed out uh, organization. Rest in peace to Demarcus Cousins' career. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Got to pull one out for the homie. <laughs> <laughs> you missed that on your payday. You got Isaiah Thomas. Lord. Well, uh, ain't nobody backing up the Brinks truck for you. <laughs> well, that's on oh, that sour fucking note. <laughs> I'm just saying, you throw oh, all your my shit. God. Is it all the same leg? Uh, yeah, it's all the same leg. Oh, that's it. I thought I actually thought no, it was it's, different. It's all the same leg. Oh, it's all the same leg. He's totally done. <laughs> okay, it's let's wrap this up because this is a terrible <laughs> way to end the podcast. What are you talking about? It, it, ends, it ends on jokes. <laughs> oh my god! We, joke, okay. we joking at the lack of money in Demarcus Cousins' bank account. It's not funny, to Demarcus. But wow. hey, should have accepted that shit from the Kings and called it a day. Damn. I'll take that extension. Don't worry about it. Didn't trade me. Damn. What? He was looking at like a four-year, $160 million deal. I would like the record to show that for the last four minutes of this podcast, I had no comment. I think you had comments in your laughter just because it comes <laughs> to your face. You're doing it now. No, don't put that curse on me, Ricky Bobby. Ain't nobody put no curse <laughs> on you. Don't put that hex on me. Don't bring me in this. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to a wonderful episode of the 94.5 Podcast. Once again, my name's Chris, and I'm here with... Your boy Steve, the hey. black uh, Corey Matthews. 
See how you didn't say AKA? It's already falling apart. We'll make it work next time. All right. Later, guys. Till next time.